Hi, I'm Charles, co-founder of Move. And I'm Chauncey, co-founder of Move. This is Move, the podcast, episode 7, Know Your Candidate, two-part series, District 4 candidate, Regina English, and District 5 candidate, Justin Hermes. Happy Sunday, guys. Happy Sunday. How are you, bro? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, man. How are you? I'm doing very good. It was a good, eventful weekend, 21st. Uh, that, that's also good, like we said in our last podcast, so that's fun also. Definitely. Um Super Bowl's here, so who, yeah. who do you got? <laughs> who do you got tonight? Man, Super Bowl definitely gonna be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I really don't want to bet on nobody because <laughs> it's Brady. Twenty one. But then it's also bet. Patrick Mahomes. I seen Patrick Mahomes come out of Texas Tech. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I just knew he was. He's the next. He's the next thing. He's the next generation of a superstar for the yeah. NFL. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't want them, so I might have to go with the Bucks. I want the Chiefs to go back to back. For sure, I got I got the Bucks. I just want to see Brady win without without the Patriots. <laughs> but um, today um, as you guys heard in our um, last episode, we are here um with the city candidate for city council for the fifth district, um, Je- uh, Justin Hermes, and um, we are excited to have you today, and we're happy yeah, to have appreciate you. Appreciate it, Charles. Thanks for having me on. You got my last name right, man. That's half the battle. <laughs> Holy you, smokes! Yes, I think you're yes, the first sir. one. Yes, sir. My brother told me when he said the same thing. He's like, think of Hermes belt, like the like the Hermes yeah. Belt. Hermes, take it easy. Yeah, there you go. There yes, it is. Sir. Yeah, before before we get started, who, who do you have for tonight? I know tonight's a big night. Everybody's worried about the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, um, I mean, I'm not a fan of either team, but, uh, you know, I do think Brady's going to run away with it. I just do. He's a gamer, man. I think you're going to see a side of him you haven't seen in a while. I think he's going to come out big. I, I think, you know, I really do think they're going to win by by 10 plus. Wow. That's good. We'll see. Man. And they're, come on, they're at home. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, they're they're right. Right. Yeah, no one's talking yeah, about right. that. I mean, I mean those, those four boys don't play. <laughs> yeah, that's you. I think that helps yeah. a ton. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Though. But, um, yeah, no, we appreciate you for uh, joining us uh, joining us today, and uh, we know you have a busy busy day, and I know you also want to watch the big game, so uh, we'll get uh, we'll get through this and get started with this. And uh, we we're um, we're young people in this community, and we just wanted to reach out to you as well to help you understand us as young people and us to understand you as a candidate. Um, as although we do not live in. District 5, we also have friends that do and other yeah. um, people. I'm leaving that. <laughs> you guys aren't District 5. I'm out. Other, other people that, other people that, uh, <laughs> other friends that listen to us and they live in your district and they want to know what, what you have. And there's also, um, four other or five other people, I believe, that are running against you as well. So, yeah, we, yep, did, four, four we, four we just people, wanted yeah. to, um, make sure that, uh, your voice is heard and that we yeah. hear you and, um, you're able to be listened to by us young people. Well, I appreciate that. It's good to come on too. It's good to learn. I, been telling a lot of people that you know it's uh it's not about me and my viewpoint as much right yes, it's sir. about learning about people in the district getting different viewpoints i've been learning a ton i mean that's what i do when i door knock that's good. i'm like hey what ideas do you have for the city instead of being like hey this is what i think should yeah. be done because at the yeah. end of the day who really cares what i think one person yeah that's eighty thousand people in okay. district five Great. you know so the more i can learn the more i can meet with uh different people in different areas of life, whether it be work, whether it be um, different social classes, stuff like that, man, it's it's beneficial. So I appreciate you guys' time. Yeah. No, Thank we appreciate you. it. We're going to put you on the hot seat here for, oh, I know you are. for, for a little bit, um, if you don't mind. Um, one question I really had um, for, for the people that don't know the viewing, uh, we spoke before we, when we reached out to you, and uh, I uh, we talked about the Police Accountability Board that was uh, made up here in uh, Colorado Springs. Um, but, um, 
over the summer. Over the summer, and um, you, uh, we talked, and you said that um, you believe that it could possibly be a second, um, a second justice system that could possibly be flawed or possibly be misconstrued or possibly took in in the wrong direction for what the purpose of it that's made. Yeah, hundred percent. The commission was a good step by the city. I think it's good that they can offer advice and say, hey, these are things we can think can be done better. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had some people, some of my friends who applied for that, and, they, and that's really what their desire was. Hey, you know, we want to just give suggestions to the department on what they think can be done better. But I do think it's a slippery slope if we start letting that commission really look at every single case, right? Because I think that's what the judicial system's for. That's what for the DA is for. So, um, you know, and that's why we have a jury, right? So I think we're kind of then stepping into grounds where there's different um, kind of, I would say, judicial processes mm-hmm. depending on your work, right? Yeah. So why should um, a police officer be treated any different than a civilian? Why should there be a board looking at the penalties it should go to the the court right and if there was something <clears throat> that a police officer did did wrong um you know then they should be treated no different than a civilian so i think when you get to the point where you have the board giving suggestions is great but then when you make them part of the judicial process i think that kind of muddies the water you know uh, so. just to argue just to like have a little um just a little pushback to that would it, i mean just would you say like just for to i mean i don't necessarily agree with the teeth of the commission and how much force it how much ability it has and how much force it could implement on the city and what it's for but do you believe that this commission was made because the judicial system in Colorado Springs isn't doing the right job or isn't doing their job enough I I don't think so I don't think so I think they're trying to get on offense and I think that's good you know they're being productive saying hey you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we're taking the right steps to kind of see change and take that from the beginning rather than, you know, trying to play defense after it's happened. Right. Definitely. So offering suggestions saying, hey, how can we do this better? Right. Rather mm-hmm. than looking back. Right. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You can look yeah. back on a lot of stuff. But you say, hey, how can we come together, put ideas forward? And, um, you know, I think that's really what the commission should be doing is fine tuning the process and, um, you know, we we got we got good citizens who were on there. I think there was you know a ton of applicants for it. It yeah, was one of the definitely. largest applied for um, boards that the city council has ever had. Yeah. I mean, over the planning commission or anything like that. Definitely. You know, so I think that's encouraging, right? You know, you got people people out there saying, "Hey, we want to make sure that you know everyone's being treated equally and with respect." Definitely. You know. Yeah, like with that being said, uh, we know over the summer we've had a lot of people talk about. Uh, Defunding the police and reallocating the money. You know, I know you guys are over the taxes and where people are putting them in the city. How do you feel about uh, reallocating the uh, police funds into the community of Colorado Springs? I think they're short staffed already. I think it's tough. When you look at Tabor and you look at the restrictions that are put in place, you know, firefighters are strapped. I just talked with the um, firefighters local union here and they're strapped for money, you know, and Tabor makes it tough. We got to, economy that is just totally expanding. Um, so I, I don't think, you know, real reallocating funds would be a wise decision. Um, and, and I think, you know, part of that too, is if you have the commission and they're saying, Hey, these are, you know, some training that we want to, you know, think that should be put in place for the police officers, or we think this can be done better. Well, then what budget's that going to come out of? If we're cutting the, the police budget yet, they want to make suggestions on how it should be ran better. 
you know, I don't, I, then they don't have the money, right? So I think it's counterintuitive. Well, do you think maybe instead of just not of police allocation, maybe like corporate businesses of bars and all the high-owned businesses out here downtown? Possibly. I know no one likes this, of course. More more taxation. I mean, do you think yeah. that, like, do you think there's... Taxes bigger businesses like, here? I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Especially you mentioned bars and restaurants. I mean, that was, that's the biggest struggling industry. Yeah. You know, that's what I've been encouraging people who want to support me financially. I'm like, I'm not taking any donations. I don't want to be... Oh, anyone, any favors yeah. down the line. But mm-hmm. also, I think right now, bars and restaurants are getting hammered. Yeah, definitely. I mean, put your money there. Go to the bars and restaurants. I mean, that's an industry that's just been unfairly hit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, you got gyms that, you know, Vasa had probably when I was in there the other day, 100 to 200 people in there. And yet you're at, you're at a 25. I think they just increased it. Um this is Sunday, so yesterday they just increased it to 50%. Yeah. But, I mean, for a while there, 25%. And, you know, so I think to hit those businesses any harder would be tougher. You know, I just – and I think also we have to – with Colorado Springs, we're trying to get away from just being dependent on the military, right? We want to yeah, bring sure. other industry here. Well, tax-wise, we got to be friendly, right? I mean, we almost need to be giving more incentives to get businesses here. But if businesses see that we're increasing taxes – um, you know, it's not something that's going to make them, you know, make them encouraged to come here. Um, with the, with that, with the, um, those places like restaurants, bars and, and, um, places of, um, fitness being located and allocated as, um, small businesses, would you, would you, what's your plan for them? If you were to be elected in Colorado Springs, what's your plan for, um, how would you work on the local level to help small businesses here? Well, right away, I tell you, I think that, um, you know, you need to get the the bars and restaurants open sooner than later. Um, you know, I'm definitely sensitive to COVID and it's affected people greatly. Um, but I also think that, you know, those people who are being affected, right, they may make the decision, hey, I'm going to stay at home. I, I, my parents are in their 70s and I talk with their friends and they're like, yep, we just order takeout. We've been staying at home, being safe. Um, but for that younger population, that's maybe not as much risk. Um you know, they're willing to go out, right? And we're talking people's livelihood. Yeah. I mean, we, we are. And so COVID has definitely has some effects. I'm not, you know, saying it lightly by any means, but also you got to think of people's financial, mental health, and all those things come into play. You know, you got bartenders and servers who aren't able to make a wage, you know, and owners of those bars and restaurants. I think we got to really focus on being able to get people back in there um, and helping them. I know they had a tax rebate that city council passed a week ago that can be up to fourteen hundred a month back to the back to some of the businesses that were struggling and could show a loss um, last year in the fourth quarter. So they're working on it. I mean, they're you know they're doing the best they can, but I think ultimately you got to get people out and have them spend money. Definitely. In the safest way possible. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. So the safest yeah. way possible. But it, can, but it can still, I mean, look at today. We're sitting here and it's going to be 50 degrees today, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, if I was on city council, I'd be saying, hey, like, let's let's get out outside downtown today. Let's try to get the streets shut off like they've done before and say, hey, let's, you know, let's really get behind the businesses. We can do it in a safe way, but let's really push people um, and just make them aware, whether it's with social media, on the news. I think there's a lot of stuff that can be done just from – you know, a leader, right, being on city council, it's not government that, yeah. uh, that always solves the problem. It just may be them getting their voice out there and saying, hey, because I'm a leader on city council, I know a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. We can connect those people and get them out and support some of the industries that are struggling in a safe way. Definitely. And uh, another question we had up here was that uh, 
how, how would you stand your ground against, you know, we know that you guys are working alongside with the mayor to build better for our community. How would you stand against, you know, when you have a policy that you think is going to, that, that needs to be stand the ground, not being upheld by the mayor? Well, I tell you what, I mean, I think, you know, having the people's voice heard is huge, right? You got to have democracy. Um, and that's where that city council is, you know, a balancing act there with the mayor. And, um, you know, that's why you got nine city council members in there. You know, you got more voices, right? So um, I think ultimately, like anything else, you know, you don't know, right? I'm, yeah. I'm running right now. I've never been in politics, right? Yeah. So you kind of go, all right, I'm going to get in there and hopefully be able to work with the other constituents and, you know, learn from them, the people who've been around longer, right? Yeah. And learn how to, you know, see their perspective, my mm -hmm. perspective, and then really relying on the people in my district. You know, my goal would be to have at least 80 people identified in each area of town, whether it be by precinct, you know, or just by um, different different neighborhoods, however you want to break it down. But my big initiative would be, hey, anytime there's a vote, anything going on, I'm going to send an email out or a phone call or a Zoom meeting and talk to the 80 people who are really involved in their certain neighborhoods and have a voice for their their people right on their street and uh, that's why you'd have to pick people who are really heavily involved right and they know a lot of different people um and, and then people from different sides right people who are more left-leaning right-leaning middle of the ground um different demographics uh but ultimately if you lean on them heavily and they communicate with you and say hey we don't want to see this passed or we think this should be done this land here should be changed the use of it um and the zoning and you say, well, I don't think that's a good idea, but geez, 70 out of the 80 people told me they think it is a good idea. Well, you know what? I probably should go against what I think because the people in my district feel differently. And I think that's a huge thing. If we can get, you know, politics squared away, it's just more so, you know, people at city council or the state level or the national level, you know, they work for the citizens. Yeah. They work for us. Yeah. It's totally how it is. They don't work for big business, big developers, special interest groups, they don't. They truly work for the voters. And I think if we get back to that mindset, and I also think we get back from being, you know, I'm left, I'm liberal, I'm Democrat, I'm Republican, I'm conservative. Um, at the end of the day, we're all Americans, right? We want to make it a better place. So I dropped my party affiliation, you know, because I'm like, I, you know, I'm I want to be unaffiliated. You know, I just think that if we can all find common ground, come together, we're always going to have differences, but I think a big part of the, the parties have split, right? And it's kind mm -hmm. of like, I'm on the right, you're on the left. We can't have any conversation. Um, so I think when we get away from that and just truly representing the people, working for the people, I think we can really make, you know, make some great strides. Definitely. And I know you were uh, speaking about like the youth. So I, I want you to more like elaborate on that, like how you would, how you would influence. Cause we have a lot of youth here in Colorado Springs and developing here. How would you like affect that here for Colorado Springs, living a better community for them? Yeah, hundred you know? percent. Well, I think ultimately it begins from the leadership that's out there, right? Because no different than if you guys had a business and you said, Hey, um, you know, we'll use your, your podcast as, as an example. And you said, Hey, we want to attract, a bunch of millennials, mm -hmm. right? And we got some money and we're going to hire a promotional marketing team, sales staff. Okay. What age group would you probably hire? 
Yeah, around around 20 to 25 most likely. Yeah. There you go. Age. Okay, so then you've heard a lot of the times people in city leadership saying we need more what here? We need more youth. We need more youth. We got to attract biz- different business. We can't be so dependent on the military. If they get cut, you know, we're way too dependent on the military. We need more young people. So then that's just no different than starting a business, trying to attract young people, your podcast, and going, I'm going to hire all baby boomers mm-hmm. to relate to the millennials and market to them. I mean, it would, it wouldn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's all I want to see on city council. And sure. I'd love to, you know, win and be able to represent district five. But at the end of the day, if we can get some young people in there, you know, under 40, a couple of them, man, I think that would be, that'd be fantastic. You know, and that's just, I, I think that's a great goal. Honestly. Yeah. That's just why that's I, that's why I ran. And so people say, Oh, there's, there's four of the people running district five. And I'm like, well, great. I saw some other, I don't know their ages specifically. I was like, but I know that they're younger. I'm like, fantastic. You know, I'm like, that's awesome. You know, I think competition's healthy. The more voices, more people run. They have 21 total candidates running in this city council. Like, how great is that? That just shows how many people care about the city, about the city. Right. So, um, you know, that's kind of, uh, how I look at it right now. And, um, you know, if we can get a voice for the younger people, I just think the more diversity, um, the better. You know, hundred percent, and that, that I'll kind of lead into another thing that a lot of people talk about is the the wage for city yeah, council, I was, right? I was just about to get into that because that kind of coincides with yeah, the youth. Exactly. It does because um, you're talking about sixty five hundred boxes of stipend every year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not enough to do it unless you're retired. Fi- yep, retired yeah. or have some <laughs> other financial means. So, what do you get? You usually generate then more older people who are retired yeah. or people who are financially able, you know, to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that is kind of it discriminates a, a large group there right Definitely. it it discriminates for people who do not make enough money to financially do it let's just get that out of the way Definitely. and it, it discriminates a guy who's working nine to five who just can't do it and he's supporting his family all those things limit people so what happens is is we kind of get the same voice present on city council right so i'm a proponent of the county commissioners make about a buck 20 right hundred twenty thousand a year that's that's some good coin um and I'm not saying they shouldn't make that, but I'm saying, well, let's get city council. I mean, at least get them up to 50 grand. It's still half. I mean, yeah. it's you know less than half of what the um, county commissioners make. And that would enable people from all different walks of life to run, have their voices heard. And that would create the diversity I think we, we need on city council, right? Yeah, I believe there's like seven other states in the United States that like allow people at like the city, like in state and and sometimes um, national level to run at the age of 18 as long as like California for, for sure. I know for a fact you could run at state level, yeah. lo- local as Ours well is 25. At, at 18. But that's also because, of course, they are bigger. But granted, they're. They're getting paid more yeah. at, the, at the opportunity to be able to allow younger people to be like, okay, well, I can drop what I'm doing and be able to focus myself on this. Yeah, you so, guys know that age restriction, yeah, yeah, five here, which yeah. I think is bogus. You know, do, I think you guys is. should be yeah. able to run. Why not? Do you think yeah. without I I, without this without making the um, wage higher, which I, I understand and really does need to be a thing for all city councilmen, just not just for young people to run, but you think without that, do you think? If you were on city council, do you think you could somehow or some way push to change the charter to make it to where that age limit is no longer 25? Do you think you could yeah, give 100%. a, reasonable, a yeah. reasonable argument? I mean, come on. I, mean, I think age. a lot of stuff is just common sense. Yeah. Can you vote? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't you run? 
I mean, that's simple. true. I mean, it's a simple yeah. question, yeah. right? So I think that's that's huge. And then I also think that, you know, voting on it, no one likes when you give yourself a raise, right? Yeah. It's not looked looked upon great by the public. So what I would say is, hey, I propose, you know, $50,000 salary, um, you know, to every city council member, but it would not take effect until um, a new sitting council member came in, right? So anybody who currently voted on it, it, they would not experience any of that raise. They would still be at 6500 a year. But then the next election, new incoming members, or even if it was somebody running again, yeah. mm-hmm. once they took office again, the new members, then they would be at that 50000 a year. So I know it's tough because then obviously, you know, I've heard polls um, of people in Colorado Springs and they said, well, they should not be paid more. A lot of people really think that city council members should not be paid more. And they mm-hmm. think, honestly, they should be doing it for free, maybe. They should be doing it out of the kindness of their heart. I personally would, but that's me. I mean, yeah, but, no, but, but, but not everybody else. In the, but you got to make a living, though. True. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what you get. And, and so that's what's tough. So then that's where you limit to you're either financially really well off or retired. I mean, it's kind of both. Yeah. It goes hand in hand. I mean, you got to be able to pay your bills and stuff like that. I mean, the average opening right now for jobs, the average um, is like 67000 mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs. The average opening. So that's a big difference, right? Yeah. So the jobs that are out there right now, they're open because we're certainly not at that for a median oh, you know, wage um, earner. But I, I think if you got to the 50000 it would create the diversity that we need. Definitely. Another question I had, uh, how would you bipartisan like work with other council members? I know District 4 and 5 are kind of close to each other boundary line-wise. How would you be able to work with your community and also bipartisan with other communities as well to better the city? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think District 3 borders it very closely to and dips into that downtown area. So you bring up a great point. You know, you got to be able to work with other members on city council. Um and all, yeah, I think it's, it's it's tough, right? Until you're in there, you just don't know how friendly that environment's going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would hope it'd be pretty yeah, friendly, yeah, though, right? Yeah, and so, you know, any company I've been a part of, um, you know, you pay your dues and you listen a lot at the beginning, right? And you just try mm-hmm. to learn and see what's going on. Um, I don't have a ton of background in, in in politics, but I also think we need to get more people who don't have background in politics. We just need to get the average person out there, right? Because I think so, too much of it is people That's are groomed for these positions. <laughs> That's argumentable. <laughs> right? Yeah, but they're I mean, groomed for these positions, and then what happens is yeah, they're already set yeah. in their ways, and they don't care then what yeah. the public has to say because they're like, this is how I'm aligned. Mm-hmm. These are the people who've groomed me. And I'm not saying all politicians yeah. are bad. Yeah. I'm just saying if you get more people out there just working working folks, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I, they interact with a ton of people in the community. I mean, I just think – so you would suggest more one. of working class people to 100%, get inside? Okay. 100%. Yeah. And I think okay. I think a lot of business owners um, have good opportunity too, you know, because they really know the community, right? Um, you know, I, I just think that they interact with a lot of people. They kind of see the needs. Um, and so I think that would be a but, a, but another thing where you got somebody who owns their own business, it's tough for them to then go to city council, right? Yeah. And have the, the time to put forth into it. So... Um, I think the more average American we can get involved, yeah. mm-hmm. the better off we'll be. 
speaking of like um, business owners having the having a good opportunity I mean to see that I mean we, we clearly saw that with the presidency I mean we saw how that went having outsiders I mean I guess or business owners but also I mean with that we've also seen that business owners that do sometimes run for political seats use their use their um, business development or their business as a leveraging tool to to help get votes or get money or get anything like that. Um, we also realized when we were talking to you as well that you're also a realtor. Do you think, like, any of your relationships with business partners, like, within, like, do you think, like, would that will, like, accepting money for, like, will it be, like, will we, like, look at and see, like, from your, like, donations or, like, contributions yeah. and will we see, like, your friends that are business owners that have possibly or maybe donate to you, will we see that their businesses might not be the best for Colorado Springs or might not be the best best person to help make a developing yeah economy for Colorado Springs or for your district or for districts surrounding yours yeah and that's why I'm not taking any campaign donations it's that simple starts from the beginning right you start taking money from people you definitely have some allegiance to them yeah. there's no doubt about it right um so I've been really careful with that um but I think you know do I know people here yeah I've grown up here my whole life um but <laughs> none of my my friends are more like, hey, yeah, we'll come knock some doors with you, but they're not like, hey, what can I gain from this? Yeah. I, I don't roll with that. You know, I guess yeah. I don't roll with that upper echelon, maybe yeah. that where that, like, where that happens. Yeah, I just I, I, have, like, I haven't experienced yeah. it yet. I feel so. like money for like a development handout job or something. Yeah, like yeah. Like, like I just I haven't experienced that, so maybe I would down the line. Who knows? But right now, it's just been kind of like, hey, you know, let's go out and knock some yeah. doors, and it's kind of fun, right? You uh, see all the different neighborhoods, you talk to different yeah. <laughs> different people. Yeah. I go out with my my friends. I go, this is kind of cool. I mean, right? You meet would, would you suggest that for other life? candidates, like go door to door, be involved more in your community? Yeah, hundred percent. I see that with a lot more younger people like you and other candidates that are out here, that are, are going to the people and being involved in their community. You know, instead of the, how the older retired people are they're sitting back, they're just watching everything or relying on social media, just observing. You know, yeah. And I think I think that is a great influence that you are going door to door. You know, getting getting these people's attention on that you that you're serious about what you want to do for our city. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I I just will end up knocking on probably, you know, twenty three to twenty five thousand doors. You know, wow. before before March thirteenth. That's with help of a lot of, you know, people who just want to get behind the movement, um, which is mm -hmm. great. And I, a lot, I think a lot of the people too who like, you know, see the Citadel, they can relate to the Citadel Mall. Um, I think it's sad that that has been neglected. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could you could look at it, and, and drive through. The old North End and Patty Jewett. And then you go drive over by the Citadel. And tell me the difference. Oh, that's a big difference. Okay. <laughs> and then tell me the difference in if you look at largely who votes in District 5. Mm -hmm. Primarily Old North End, Patty Jewett. Yeah. Right? And who runs primarily in those seats? They're from Patty Jewett yeah. or in Old North End. And yeah. nothing wrong with those people, but I'm just saying, I don't think the voice is being heard east of Union as much. Definitely. You know? I, I, I mean, look at the, look at this is hilarious to me. They get the CC Hockey Stadium downtown, oh, right? <laughs> and people complaining about parking. Yeah. Do you have any idea if that would have went into Citadel Mall? Hmm. People would have been out tailgating barbecue and having beers. 
Definitely. I would have been over there. Like, heck yeah. <laughs> like, this is awesome. We, they would, people yeah. have been so ecstatic. Like, they're going to put the stadium right here. Yeah, sit it on all finally. Especially Someone's, with the attraction that we're bringing here from all these other states. You know what I mean? It, it would definitely fit. You know, yeah. instead, instead of just having downtown, have the diversity everywhere yeah. in Colorado. Yeah, so I, I think the Citadel Mall just needs to be retooled. And I think the people need to say, hey, this is what we really want to see. And I don't think it needs to be anything crazy i think when you look at all these options and you get the tra the traction mm -hmm. whether it be on social media or in the news and then you get the investor's attention and the wheels start turning different ideas that the public's throwing out i think you know we were talking about it before i came in here 3.5 million for ninety-three thousand square feet over there mm -hmm. citadel mall you know and whether you get um some indoor sporting arena whether you get affordable housing for seniors it's in an opportunity zone mm -hmm. um i just think it needs to be highlighted more and uh, people have given up on it. That's just kind of my feeling. It's kind of, people said to me, why would you hang your hat on the Citadel Mall? No one likes the Citadel Mall. Well, I mean, that's just, that's kind of crummy. It's right in the middle of District 5. It's actually right in the middle of Colorado Springs. And it connects powers to downtown Colorado Springs. A lot of main streets connect to that. Connect yeah, I mean, you could have a work, work, play area there, live, work, play. Uh, and, and and buses to downtown, buses to Powers. Um, you could have um, uh, schooling for whether it be HVAC, plumbing. Um, you know, businesses. We greatly need more contractors in this town. So I mean, that could be space for that. Um, there's a ton of different options, but I think that area is just it needs to be focused on more. If for like for example, if if you were to be uh, be elected and you were to have an offer to and that you are focused on the city and that is your offer, would you take would you take a contract or an investment without your constituents like respond like would you take one without like going back to onto your constituents first and asking like do you guys think this is the best thing to put it like you were saying like you could put a sports bar in there or or a senior living home like if they want senior living home over the sports bar would you put that in there would you take that contract over over no, the sports I think you just have a town hall I think it's pretty pretty simple I mean you get enough you know investors and ideas put forward and then you really have a town hall and you have people talk and see what and get the public's opinion and then you kind of have these investors pitching what they want to do how much they're willing to pay um, you know if we can add some extra tax incentives, stuff like that, there's different things that have been done, like in Ivy Wild, where there was a TIF put in place that really incentivized um, certain developers in that area. So there, I think there's different things that can be done. But um, as long as you're having town halls and you're having the public show up and talk, then that's great. Some people just aren't going to have time and they don't care. That's fine. But the people who do care, you got to give them a, a platform, Definitely. you know, to have their voices heard. And then I think, you know, really – the more excitement that's behind the community, I think the, the more excited then naturally an investor is going to be or a developer because they're going to be like, well, if we have this much excitement from the community around, these are our consumers, mm -hmm. you know? So I think it'd go hand in hand. Uh, so I hate to rapid fire you with the, but now that I'm hearing more about this, just, just a question. If like you were to have developers come and stuff, I've, I was watching, I, I like to watch a, doc, a lot of documentaries. I was watching a PBS um, Rocky Mountain Network uh, last night and it seemed throughout the history of Colorado Springs when developers come here and when stuff are built here they take down historical things and make them new into something else and make and it it doesn't it kind of destroys the history or the what Colorado Springs 
was or the history of it and makes it into something that I, I believe it's not. Like, I mean, like you said, the soccer stadium and stuff and, and stuff, just personally, like going down there and seeing that it, lo- it looks like we're trying to turn into our city, our city's trying to turn us into Denver when we're, when we're not Denver, if that makes sense. Like we're taking the history away from Colorado Springs, the, a nice old, not, not the, the best Mountain town, State. but like, you know what I mean, like the history <laughs> of it and turning it into sort of like this new, this new place of like Denver, like we're also being compared to Denver as like the second largest city, which I think we are the second largest city in Colorado. So it's like, we like, why? I just feel like developers and when we accept developers it's or when our city councilors accept developers and stuff, we're allowing them to destroy history of Colorado Springs and what Colorado Springs is like known for. Would you, would you allow that to happen? Or would you, would you look into that more to see, to make sure that that doesn't happen or like the history of that happening? Well, I think it's a fine balance, right? You got to have development and it's like where the soccer stadium went in, you know, that was a good area for the, for the development to happen. Um, but you got to be sensitive to the historical parts. I think even more so is the infrastructure because we get excited with all the growth, right? And especially mm-hmm. all the building out East, you know, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of tax money mm-hmm. um, on the property owners. And then it's, you know, you're providing more firefighters for that area. You got water sewer all those things that go in you got bus you need transportation for those people and so that's where i'm more hey let's focus on infill there's areas like the citadel mall that we focus on infill rather than expanding as far as we can where there's not that current infrastructure in place but i do think there's parts of downtown that you know you got to be sensitive to and get the public's opinion you know going back to asking people in your district hey would you rather is this something you guys feel strongly about that should be you know, kept in place or, you know, is this something that you think could be developed into something that would, you know, serve the community yeah. better? So I think there's a bunch of different ways to look at it, but I think, you know, I, I've grown up here. So, yeah. it, you know, like I, I remember when it was small and it's kind of nice when it's small, there's not a lot yeah. of traffic. And so, you know, you have to be sensitive to not losing what makes Colorado Springs great. Right. Definitely. So I think it's, it's a good question. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. One of the last questions I had, uh, just kind of just for you, just to kind of give back to your community in District 5 and just for people in Carl Springs, just to know, like, what what's going to fit you as, you know, the candidate of District 5? You know, what's going to make you the best representation of Justin Hill as the Carl Springs City Council? Yeah. Well, I'd say really you know, listen closely to people, but I've been pretty involved in the community. Um, you know, I've been involved in Big Brothers, Big Sisters for, geez, the last four years. I teach junior achievement. Volunteer down at Springs Rescue Mission, served on two cores board for six years, which helps troubled youth who have been in the court system or having issues, whether it be at school, disciplinary, stuff like that. Um, and then giving them a space. It's right up off of Arowana. Um, and unfortunately, due to COVID and some government contracts, it had to shut down. But that organization been around a long, long time. And I've heard of them. Yeah, Definitely. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that you know, you come in there, you have the bike shop, pottery, multimedia, and they're, they're teaching kids these things. All walks of life, no judgment. And I'm like, that's what we need more of, right? Definitely. Because people talk about homeless too. And yeah, we have a homeless issue, but like, we need to make sure that those people who haven't been dealt a good car or good good hand of cards, right? I mean, I've been dealt a great hand, really. And then I say, well, what's my obligation should be then to help people who haven't been so fortunate, right? So that's where like a, a two course serves a great need because you're catching the youth young and you're helping them say, hey, you can do this. You know, you don't you don't have to go to college. You can, you know, do an automotive, you know, program and and learn those things. So um, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, giving back to other people who haven't been um, as fortunate. 
you know, I just think uh, if we can all focus on that a little bit more, I don't think the government's going to solve the solve the problem. I don't think that is the answer to the solution. Um, it's kind of one by one helping people out, you know. So it's like my buddy Eugene. I met Eugene Walker. I met him down at Springs Rescue Mission a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now. Um, homeless, wanted to get a job, has been, you know, gone through some very difficult circumstances in his life. We got, you know, a landlord to say, hey, we're not going to run a background check on him. You know, Justin, you vouch for him. Okay. He's got his own place. He's been in there for two years now. Um, he's actually in District 5. He's right there off uh, Powers and Platt. Um, but that's like a true success story. Now that's mm -hmm. one. But if everyone can just have help one person, right, mm -hmm. a little bit at a time, then I think that goes a long way. So the more we can learn about others, um, and that was part of why I, I've become an unaffiliated, you know, I don't want to affiliate with a party. Um, and I want to, you know, learn people's different point of views big time because I grew up pretty sheltered, man. I went to Shine Mountain High School. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I hate to laugh. I, I mean, just, come I on, just, right there just, says no, it. Yeah, it does. does. I'm sorry, yeah, I hate to say it. Right there says it, huh? Yeah, but I mean, see, I wouldn't even have to share that with you guys, right? Yeah. We don't have to talk about that. You yeah. didn't ask me where I went to high school, but I'm telling yeah. you, I went to Shine Mountain. Yeah. yeah. I grew up going to a country club. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just having fun. Yeah. Living life. Yeah. Yeah. Went to, went to school in Michigan, which was really mm. helpful because there was a mm. lot of diversity, a lot of people no, from yeah. Detroit. I said, wow. This is like not how everyone's life is yeah. <laughs> like, this is crazy. You know, I've been pretty blessed. And so now I'm trying as hard as I can over the years to really reach out to people who are outside of my comfort zone, mm. right? People I can learn from, Definitely. you know? Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, the more I can learn from other people and their circumstances, the better, mm. you know? So most definitely, I just have like a just two more questions. Gosh, I'm sorry, I'm just keep thinking of the stuff in my head. Um, like you said, um, housing. You mentioned housing when you were talking about that whole entire conversation a little bit. I was wondering what's what's your stance on like housing here in Colorado Springs. I know it's I know it's very expensive to to live here in Colorado Springs in in this area. And, yeah, and your area as well. So yeah, cost yeah. cost of buildings has gone through the roof, right? We see lumber triple in the last three or four months. Um, there's still a lot of regulations for builders, um, which you got to have regulations, but there's a fine line. I think we can expedite the process mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Retool Colorado Springs is another zoning um, kind of master plan they're looking at for the city. Um, that I've read through. I think there's some fantastic ideas in there with being more flexibility um, as far as multifamily zoning, lowering the lot size minimum to 2,500, which may seem small, but I'm like, hey, like that's an opportunity for someone to live. They don't need that much that's space, space right? It's, Not it's, everyone, uh, everyone needs a big yeah. house. So the more we can, you know, be flexible with those things, it will solve itself. Yeah. Um, and removing some of the red tape as far as everything the builders have to do, um, the more we can expedite that process, the more flexible we can be with zoning. Um, I think we can solve the affordability issue for sure. And you'll have, I mean, right now, new builds are through the roof, right? They're about 400,000. But I think if we offer that flexibility um, with zoning and the process they go through, remove some of the red tape, I think we can get the affordability back. I, I just a, do. Would you, um, just as a as an example, would you consider um, late fees? Like, would you consider, would you consider like, making those less strenuous on, on renters and, and people that are in housing. So then that could help the, help the affordable housing situation. Oh, uh, get people got to do that with the kindness of their heart. <laughs> I, I own rental properties. I got people who 
pay late, you know, 20% of them probably. I don't charge late fees, but that's my yeah. deal because I'm like, hey, like yeah. I'm not struggling to eat. Like I've been yeah. pretty blessed. I just so know I'm not going to come down on hard, yeah. Yeah. hard on people. But I think yeah. you just got to, yeah. I mean, I you got to push that to people. I know allowed to be able to like late fee their, late fee their Yeah, I think you just, I, I think it is kind of sad. People get a little aggressive with how, yeah. how much they can kind of, charge for late fees and even application fees to move mm-hmm. into places some hundred bucks in application yeah. fee and um i i think it's become a little bit a little bit ridiculous in some areas so um you know i think that yeah there could be some progress made so pro- progress made in that in that area so you're yeah. definitely for affordable housing and working income oh 100 percent yeah, are you kidding me you got to keep the people here in colorado <laughs> springs that make this city great definitely I mean, it, it, you know, that's why I mentioned like, hey, the average job opening is like, you know, what, 67,000, 64,000 right around there. But I mean, that's not the median. That's cost not the living here. Yeah. Not even close. The cost of living is, <laughs> cost of living is skyrocketed oh, yeah, above yeah. What, what, what the wage increases have been, right? And the quality of life for people. So I think, you know, we have to keep people here um, who love Colorado Springs. You don't want to see those people leave, Definitely. you know? So yeah, affordable housing is, um, a big thing on my item. Uh, and I, I, uh, I have a lot of experience with it. You know, I got 12 units that I rent under a thousand, um, dollars a month and that's two bed, one bath over by Patty Jewett. I'm very familiar with affordable housing, have worked with Cheyenne village. Um, I have worked with Springs rescue mission. We put in probably not a lot, but five or six people from Springs rescue mission last year, um, you know, into our complexes. So, um, you got to help people get back on their feet. Definitely. It's huge. It's definitely. huge. Especially at a time of need like this, definitely need help with everybody in the whole community coming yeah. together. Especially during global pandemic and people aren't already getting enough that they need from the federal government. And it seems like states have to step in more than federal government does. And I mean, it seems like it's also trickling down to the local government as well to take, take, to take step with the, with the state to ensure that um, their people could um, be able to live and have a, have a good life or at least a stable life right now until, until, you know, we get, we get relief from the federal government. Definitely. Well, we thank you, Justin, for coming on our podcast and you know, yeah, sharing your experience and why you think you know you're going to help our city and bring back Colorado Springs to where it should be. And we appreciate the tough questions because sometimes people don't yeah, like. To right. answer makes me like to makes me think about like it more. I learn, learn a lot from you guys, you know. So um, I appreciate you guys taking the time. Let me come on, you know. Make me think about things a little <laughs> more. Just try yes, to improve sir. a little bit as yes, time yes, goes sir. on here on what I know and what yes, I need sir. to know. Is there, yes, is there any place um, for, like we said, we have people that are friends of ours that listen to our podcast that are in your district or, that, or people that want to know more about you? Is there any way that they could or would like to donate? Is there any way that they could do that for you or or anything like that like is there is there a way like, yeah like, we're, we're, yeah we're not your... we're not so not doing okay. any donations um go out have beer some wings <laughs> somewhere and, and you yeah. know that's the do- donation you can make okay. that's most important go out to nice. eat restaurants bars um if they want to get involved uh you know come door knocking or put a put a sign up um go to justin hermes cos.com there's a bunch of stuff on there you know, that uh, people can see, they can ask questions, interact. Um, so the website's pretty, pretty yeah. solid. Well, we appreciate the time. And for the youth that are listening and the people that always listen, we appreciate you guys for listening and taking out the time of your day to always listen to this and be more informed. And you're more informed as young people as well to learn about what's happening in your city. And um, we will see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>
Happy Sunday, happy Sunday, happy Sunday, brother. How are happy you doing? Happy Sunday, man. Doing good, doing That's good. That's good. Um, we'd like to welcome you guys back to um, our second um, series episode of City Can City Council Candidates, and we are here with um, District 4 candidate Regina English, and we're just here to talk more about her and to know more about her and her to know more about us as young people and vice versa. And um, so without further ado, um, let's uh, definitely get into it and... Uh, Hope you guys will in, uh, enjoy this um, as you guys did the previous one. Um, well, I, we talked, we've talked previous, and most people don't know, we've talked previous times before me and you have. And um, I believe, um, let's, let's first of all, let's get something out of, for, clear something up for everyone. Uh, I believe we got a text sent to us that said that we had something misconstrued. But I would just like to say for the record, that was the only thing that was provided by your campaign or by that was available to us to compare with um miss uh miss yolanda's and um we apologize i mean i mean i don't apologize but i kind of do it's to, to understand for you to understand that like we're sorry if like we said something wrong but we also wanted you to know that that's the only information we got so it's also a little bit also on your part for your campaign to just update that for us so we don't make that mistake again or ever make that mistake or make that mistake in the future. No, I totally get that. That That's definitely valid. Um, however, we are working on changing some messaging and language because that was from my city council at large race. Okay. And so it, it's just been so much going on. But yes, um, totally that understand. is in the works right now. And we didn't want to just completely take the whole website down okay. because, as you know, it says register to vote yeah. and we want to make sure that people still have access that do go to my website okay. so everything's being updated but we didn't want to just snatch it down yeah. and have nothing yeah. most, definitely. So. Yeah, most definitely most definitely but yeah so thank y'all for that yeah no of course how are you doing this morning by the way you know what i am fabulous on purpose <laughs> that's it's always good always <laughs> that's always good my grandparents always told me um you know always dress to impress always come to impress so so it's always good to have that and always good to see that with other people also people People of color. It's nice to see that happening more often. I got some notes too. I got some notes. I've been, I've been marinating on some things yeah. and, and, and listening. Yes, so sometimes I get excited and I get caught up. Yeah. And then I'll leave and be like, dang it. I didn't say that. Yeah, I no. should have said that. So I'm You're like, good. I'm ready Definitely. for y'all. Okay. You're good. We love to take throw notes and we love to ask <laughs> questions. And we love to pick brains. So, um, uh, my first question um, for you, mostly just us being young people, and uh, we also did look at one thing that I think that we can say that's accurate that we saw on your on your page um, that we I guess didn't misconstrued is that you have this um, thing called flex the vote. Can you explain that more to us, to just as younger people? And I know that's it said that it was geared towards your younger audience of of people and people of District Four. So, so I am super excited about flex the vote. And Flex the Vote is certainly a campaign that's going to uh, mobilize our young people Definitely. to understand the importance of voting and, and bring more of an awareness, right? And helping them first by educating on a clear understanding of what civic responsibility really is and just education around that so that young people know that their voice really does matter. Like, we need a young voices mm -hmm. at the table yeah. and how do we empower 
our young people. So for us, it's flexing the vote. You know, yeah. young people yeah. like to flex. So <laughs> we gonna flex the vote for Regina English. Period. Hands down. But I'm just saying. So so I'm excited about this campaign, and hopefully, um, like I said, we can mobilize more young people to rally around the vote and and understand how important it truly is. Do you have any? I know it's of course with people running city council, we always talk about wages, and most people make a retirement in order to like hire campaign staff and such like that. Do you have for Flexivo and for your campaign? Do you have a young person or a young entity running your running a part of your campaign to make sure that you get to the younger people and the younger people of district four and not just of district four but carl springs know that most definitely most definitely i have uh, a junior her name is eliza she is at harrison high school and i have ashley register okay she is um the co-campaign manager and she manages all the social media so they're really focused on you know the younger generation. Yes. However, me too, because y'all know that is my platform, like to empower young people and give them a platform yes, to uh, find their voice and use their voice in a meaningful way. Definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Most a question definitely. I kind of had, you know, what uh, what inspired you to run for District 4? You know, what, what influenced you to say, I think I'm the best representation to help our city improve our, improve our neighborhoods? So, so here's the thing for me. Um, this is a four-year seat, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And when those four years are up, we shouldn't be still having the same issues, wanting to see the same things. So for mm-hmm. me, I'm running based off, we need a more uh, collaborative style mm-hmm. of leadership. You can have a seat at the table, but not have a voice at the table. Mm, And for me to bring that collaborative style of leadership, which is not a weakness because Mm -hmm. the only way we're going to get this work done is by working together. So in order to do that, we have to have collaborative relationships and, and I'm here to set that tone. I believe that I can set the tone of a more collaborative style of leadership and actually being that voice for District 4 that we've truly needed for the past four years. I don't discount any of the work that has been done at all. There's been some great work done. However, there's a difference between um, collaborating. There's a difference between um, uh, spearheading and different things like that. But at the end of the day, it's all working together, right? Because the work is bigger than me. The work is bigger than Yolanda. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a community to work together collaboratively to get all this work done that we need to get done. Most definitely. And speaking of both collaborating with, you know, the community and everyone coming together, would you be able to say if you were elected as a District 4 Councilwoman, would you be able to bipartisan with other districts and come together? Five and six specifically. And five and come together and work on other things outside of our district as well to know that we can work together with the community. Exactly what I just said. We need a collaborative voice of leadership at the table. You 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 can't and I'm just speaking in general. You mm-hmm. you can't always go to the table in fight mode. We're, we're not going to get the work done constantly fighting. So, just because f- fighting is aggression. Okay. So that aggression needs to be 
turn into passion. I'm passionate about this. How can we work together collectively to get this work done? Mm. So I'm going in already with the mindset of being able and open to work with the other council members, right? Respecting their perspectives because we're all different. Our communities are totally different. Y'all know the Southeast District is totally different from those up north. But being able to work with those that's going to help you get the work done is very, very important. And I believe that's what has been lacking at the table, the ability ability to work well with others. So that's what I'm bringing to the table because... I look at myself as a connector. I connect people. I bridge the gap where there is lack. I don't have all the answers. Yes, ma'am. Y'all don't have all the answers. You know what I'm saying? But coming together, working together for the plans and different things that we want to see happen Mm -hmm. in our district, it's Mm going to take all of us. Collective Um, work. Yeah, just to ask a little bit more on that, what what exactly would that look like for you? Like, what plans do you have or have you already, like, thought of in your head to make those things implemented? For example, we have MOVE and we're under the Chinook Center and the Chinook Center allows us to, it's a collaborative thing, so we how would you invest yourself in our community in Colorado Springs and help us grow, not just by ourselves, but with other communities alike and alongside us? Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. But it's going to start first with empowering our community. What are the things that we can do to empower our community? So I have here in my notes, I'm going to break it down for y'all because I don't want to miss anything. But at any point, you know, just stop me because these are things right now that are important for me. These are plans that I have for District 4. And and I know I can I can push these plans through because I'm a collaborative and, you know, I'm an influential voice in a meaningful way. But um, first of all, council work is not easy. It is not an easy thing. It can be very, very controversial. Well, through my internship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really can be. So yeah. you have to also be a special type of person to do this work. Like you Definitely. have to have thick skin. Definitely. And I think some people sometimes take me as passive and not as aggressive. But let me tell you something. I'm a quiet storm, okay? You know how the quiet storms come in and just swoop and tear up yes. everything oh, and leave? Trust me, and one. then it's just calm, yeah. right? Yeah. So 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 that's You're where I come one. from. So so I want people to, to just be clear on that. I I'm not here like 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 I can flex to whatever I need to flex to, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be misunderstood that yes, I'm some type of pushover. Correct. Okay. But um so one of my plans is um like we just already talked about is just establishing an effective working relationship with other council members. That that's very important. Ensuring that we have clear policy direction. Cause y'all know that's one of the main things, yeah. right? Yeah. Policy. Policy yeah, no, is a big thing. Here. Right. And, and make sure this- that policy has correct teeth and the correct necess- necessities to so to, what would you say is the correct, most important to, wording to have in policy? To, I mean, um, to help us as a community, especially a district. I'm, I mean, there's there's a lot I would say to me personally. Yeah. I, I think it's it's a quality, you know, yeah, coming together, having that partnership, mm-hmm. you know, and that policy. It's just you know, we're all we're all gonna agree to disagree. You know what I mean? For sure, coming Most into this, but, but we're all we're eventually gonna have to make making an answer to that question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Eventually, gonna have to get to that goal. So, you know I mean, you can't sit there. Let me tell you what I believe is missing in mm-hmm. policy right now: that peace, that equity piece. That that's very important. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Oh. It's not going to be quality until there's equity mm-hmm. within that policy. 
right? So, so that's a very important daily function of city council, mm-hmm. making sure we have clear, direct policy so we know what direction we're going into. Mm-hmm. Of course, passing ordinances mm-hmm. and resolutions. Yes. So I get it. I get it. I yeah. want y'all to understand yeah, yes, that I clearly understand the role that I'm yeah. getting ready to um, operate in. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And I, and I have done my research. Do I know everything? Absolutely not. But of neither course. do y'all. Y'all know what I'm saying? I mean, we yeah, all learning this work together, correct, yeah. but we know enough to help each other, that's right? Exactly, so right. that ain't no disrespect yeah, to anybody. That's just speaking facts or we really don't know it all, mm, right? That's true. That's okay. And like I already talked about, the equity language is intentional. So community improvements. Let's talk mm-hmm. about community improvements because we know our district clearly needs some improvement Definitely. going on. So, But in order to improve things, it will come down to what community needs and what community wants, right? Yeah, I can have so a Regina plan, mm-hmm. and I do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But what do my community, community yeah, what's what's the community? Want, what do y'all yeah. want and yeah. what do y'all need? What do y'all, of right? So, so, so those are important pieces because I, I'm, I want y'all to know clearly I don't want to bring just the voice of Regina <laughs> to the table. Because then we're not going to get anything done with just Correct. Regina's perspective and Regina's voice. Um, so, uh, parks, our parks and green spaces. Y'all already know the Panorama Park Project. Yeah. That is huge. And what is that doing community. for our community? That's getting ready to be a destination. Yeah place right mm-hmm. it's going to bring tourism mm-hmm. um it's it's going to bring it's it's already brought so much life yeah. to our district it's so crazy. where are those other parks and in, in, in mm-hmm. green spaces that are open and just dormant yeah. that mm-hmm. we can build upon and model after panorama park mm-hmm. that's one of my plans to yeah. do that yeah. because y'all know what that does to a community, yeah. right? It increases it and makes it, it, makes it more better for, for the community. Everything. Okay, yeah. it provides fresh air. It enhances quality of life socially, intellectually, culturally, economically, politically, and psychologically for everyone. That's what parks and open spaces and green spaces do mm-hmm. for our community. And we need more of that like we're getting ready to have in Panorama Park. So I'm going to be pushing for those things and working with those people that can connect the dots, right? So we need to be creative. I plan to be creative, creating Mm -hmm. committees and different things with organizations and groups within the community so we can collaborate on this work because it's what we want and need, right? Not what I want and need. So, and then uh, another thing is the small business owner. I'm a small business owner. You guys are small business owners. Y'all trying to do y'all thing, right? How can we economic development? Yes, yes, yes. That's good. However, how can we empower already small businesses that are in District 4? I mean, I think that that is a very good question, but I mean, for for no, drawing, it was a question, yeah, no, 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 no,
incentives, um, mainly tax incentive, tax breaks for small businesses. I believe that we need to empower Mm -hmm. from within first, and then we can start bringing larger organizations Mm -hmm. and different things to our community. But those are the pieces that I'm really passionate about. I just have one question. When it comes to, I understand getting tax relief for small businesses, which I think is very great. But uh, we do know that Colorado Springs and I mean, maybe not District 4, but I mean, Colorado Springs there. I mean, there are some people in District 4 that do own multiple businesses, not just one small business. (laughs) So with that, would that be able to be able, would that be accessible to all of their businesses or just one or just two? Like for a person that is, for a person that let's say if you're in this district, that because I honestly don't know, and like you said, you don't know. There, there might be someone that happens to own four businesses here in, in District Four, and District Four is big, not just the southeast. Mm-hmm. So, let's say they own four districts, and let's say you're going to give them that tax relief, but they get the tax relief for four for all four of their businesses. But there's one person over here only getting it for one, mm-hmm. and that one person could consider or might perceive that as a tax evasion or sort of like a loophole to right. taxes to help yourself out. And when there's a person else struggling in the southeast too that doesn't have four businesses to help mm-hmm. them out like that. So, so again, that will that will come in the planning process, and that's with the structure and how these things will be outlined within policy. When things are in policy, it's mm-hmm. outlined, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and it's more concrete. So again, what does community want? What does community need? How can I get that in policy? Right. So that there aren't any instances like that tax evasion or some people getting more um, incentives than others because they have multiple businesses. Do I discourage multiple businesses? Absolutely not. But we need to make it make sense for everybody. And and I plan to make it make sense for everybody because we need to empower the businesses that we have within Southeast. Mm -hmm. Y'all know we have all kinds of... um, Empty buildings and, oh, and yeah, facilities. Right? Yeah, we need to find go. out. I'm going to find out if those are publicly owned or privately owned because mm-hmm. it makes a difference. It's yeah, a difference no, of between course. public yeah, and yeah, privately yeah, owned. Yeah, most people don't know that. Right? And, and we need to, um, I want to go in and get incentives for us empowering each other, like entrepreneurship, those that want to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And how can we utilize those facilities that have been underserved to make sure that our community thrive? Like definitely. y'all, y'all entrepreneurs, y'all can utilize one of those spaces, yeah, definitely. you know, for your movement and things like that. That's what I'm pushing for. Yeah, I'm pushing definitely. to empower our community. And uh, a thing I had is uh, for uh, workable income housing. How how do you feel? Would you push more for that? Because I know here in the southeast we have a lot of affordable housing and things like that for low income families that uh, we need to build more for. Could be, you know, yeah. could be better and could influence our community. So how would you deal with that on the board? Okay, so so I plan to implement changing zones, right? Okay. okay. Because city council is responsible for zoning, zoning mm-hmm. as well. So changing the zone to allow larger development and more housing, that's affordable, right? New developments must include affordable housing. These are non-negotiables. So it's just a matter of implementing those zone changes mm-hmm. because, and, and then attack onto that homeless piece. If we have affordable housing, we wouldn't have so many people oh, homeless, homeless, right? So, so just pushing for those changes to be implemented in terms mm-hmm. of zoning so that we can 
build more affordable housing. Um, a, a question I just had real quick. Um, our uh, previous per, uh, our previous guest that we had on here, um, Mr. Uh, Justin Hermes, um, he's running for District 5. He uh, suggested, and that is a very close to our district, and we were wondering, he uh, had idea to rebuild the stadium onto a possible place like uh, Mr. Biggs or something like that to make more affordable jobs in that area or our areas for people to get jobs in that area as well for us. And so would you would you support that at all? Or would, you, would you support, like, Reinnovating the reinnovating. Um, if he were to be on city council, will you like work the partnership? Would you help him work together to help bring bring the city bill back and like possibly bring more jobs to not just his district but also to ours as well? Just because they're so close and so borderline. I, absolutely, that's the only way we're gonna get it done is working together. And like like I'm so with that. Like there's so many different places that we can flip to bring opportunities and, and, and jobs like y'all know the uh the sam's club right there on academy where mm -hmm. they're building yep. behind the nazarene yep. bible yes, college you know what i'm saying do you know how many opportunities we could provide so that is definitely something i would support with the other council members because the only way we can truly say that our city thrives is if every mm -hmm. district thrives not just one yes. even though you know we're going to be partial to ours yeah. Yeah. and make sure we get what we're supposed to have of and what we need we're not going to get left behind. No, most, most definitely. definitely. That's but the it's goal working together. Most definitely. If anything, I don't think we're getting left behind. I feel like we're, 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 we're pushing. We're getting up. There's momentum, <laughs> right? And I want to keep that momentum going. Yeah. And it's going to take definitely. that collaborative style of leadership yes, at the table. Yes, another question I had was for uh, the city the city streets of this property, like cleaning-wise. You know, there's a lot of trash everywhere by the golf course right down here by the saver lot. And just uh, just, just property, like the streets need to be cleaned. Like, what, what is your plan for that? Just clean up the streets. Because there used to be a point where Having a better clean community, you know, just so when they come down, they don't think it's just a, a trashed-up place. Like, yeah. what's the goal for so, so my plan is to make sure a city is allocating, the city is allocating funding for people to go and clean up, right? Mm -hmm. However, if there is not enough for the city to allocate those funds for that particular cleanup, we need, I plan to find grant money. We need to find ways to provide opportunities and make it a win-win for everybody. Like I'm getting paid and I'm cleaning up my community and I feel good about my community Definitely. because who wants to live in a community that's nasty and dirty and filthy? No. Now I will say I've, um, there's been some teams, they've, um, like the Rise Coalition has been part of some cleanup projects yeah, and things heard about like them that. On the so, so it is happening, but let's make it happen with an opportunity attached to it, right? To, to help our community. Correct. Definitely. Another question I had, I know uh, over the summer you've seen the protest for George Floyd and everyone that's been involved. And you heard about the uh, the points accountability team and how people were pushing for reallocation, defunding the police. What is your opinion on that? So here's the thing. There is so much more work that needs to be done. Definitely. But the two main pieces right now is transparency and accountability. <laughs> Those two pieces must happen. Non-negotiable. <laughs> Non-negotiable. There, there needs to be accountability for ill policing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think there needs to be more of a different type of training. I think there needs to be more of... In a t intense uh, 
mental state of mind testing. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. you have to have the mental capacity to be in these positions. However, I also understand the trauma, the trauma that they deal with. For example, my cousin, she's a police officer in Georgia. She deals with a lot of trauma. And if that goes unchecked, then we have issues, right? But I believe there needs to be more of a response team, which is starting to happen here in Colorado Springs, that goes out to these calls. I think that can help us at least get the ball rolling to something that's really going to give us the results and the changes that we want to see. I mean, I would just agree to agree, just, just only because like, I feel like I, the, the, the police are doing actually a very terrible job at responding to to like stuff around here, just in, in District 4, but not only District 4, but the city. And then I was just like, what was your perspective on the board? Just because like we see, we saw that it was a board and it's not only there, it's technically not even a board really or a commission if you honestly look at it for me, it's, it doesn't even have teeth. It's more of a board that just advises and the city council could say whatever they want. So with that board being on there and with you possibly being able to be a city council member, you being on the city council, will you listen to them or will you just take their advisement and just out the window? So, so, so let me, let me, let me just say this first, first, first off. So I never said that the police was doing a fantastic job. Here in our mm-hmm. district, I never said. That. Well, I said you said you did say that they were doing a. They're getting off to a great start, and I was just saying they're not getting off to a great that, start. I said that would get us off to a okay, great my start. Okay. Yeah, with the accountability mm-hmm. and transparency piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah, say that okay. because clearly, yeah. I know that they're yeah, not yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so yeah. I just wanted to clear the record on that. I, yeah, that that's not. You know, I, I apologize if you yeah, took yeah, it that yeah, way yeah, or if yeah, you misunderstood yeah. me. But no, there's they're not doing a great job. They could be doing a better job, and and we as community will make sure that they do a better job. Most now, as far as the lead tech committee, mm-hmm. that that that's a no for me, right? Would you disband it? I I, I believe that um, we need to start all over okay. from scratch. Mm-hmm. We we need a do over on okay. that yes. because I believe the way that it was structured was intentional, right? When you, things are systematic and some systems are set up to get exactly what you want, right? So the influence behind, I personally believe had a lot to do with the structure of the lead tag. So yeah, no, I would have been a no vote on that one. Okay. So, yeah. do you, how do you feel about DFA? I know the city budget for 2021 has already been passed by the by the previous um, city council, but um, for future reference and for, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't pay attention to municipalities that much, but I don't know if it's able for a city, a city council person to re- reject something like that. But would you be against giving the police more money? Would you be defunded, re- reallocating their police monies, police budgets money to other things such as housing and and more more things like that? Of course, I would be with reallocating funding to things that really need to be fed. However, yeah. as far as um, monies from the police, we we all know we 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 need people to protect and serve, but as community, we need them on our terms. Mm-hmm. Like Correct. it's what we say yeah. and, and, and how we want it. This this is how it's going to play mm-hmm. out, yep. right? How community says it. But I believe 
I, I, I'm with funding being reallocated to other things like affordable housing, um, or homelessness issues to get more shelters. How about put it in into empowering small businesses? Yeah. Can Can you give me a percentage of like what? How much you would you would reallocate or defund from from the post well, in the future after if you were to and in the future. So so it's hard for me to give you a percentage because I don't have numbers directly in front okay. of me to be able to give you a valid answer because you want facts, right? Yeah. Well, right? Yeah, yeah. I need to speak from a factual place, right? I, however, I do know what the city's budget is mm -hmm. holistically, but now I need in front of me the breakdown of where everything is going. going. And then I would know, okay, so we can take maybe, I don't know, 60% of this or 40% of this and put it here because obviously here it's not yeah. working or nor appreciated. Yeah. No, so. uh, another thing I had, so I know the campaigns running up, we have a lot of new candidates in each district, you know, and uh, I've noticed with a lot of younger candidates, they're they're more out in the community, like they're having town hall meetings with the community, getting to know them. What is I would kind of what's your agenda to getting to know your community better? Like, what's your agenda of letting them know that Virginia is the right choice for city council? Right. So we're planning right now. My team is planning more um, events to have okay. a much bigger presence within our community. But I'm telling y'all, I know right now it's it's COVID. COVID, people, yeah. People are real different. They. They're yeah. real weird. Like, we're experiencing things, you know, with um, my campaign manager over here, Chanita, knocking on doors. People are yeah. like, eh, here, yeah. just give me the card and back, yeah. back. Yeah. Right? So we have to be very strategic Most on definitely. what we're doing. And we plan to have um, that social media presence with Zooms. Like, if y'all okay. wanted to have a Zoom with Ask Regina English mm -hmm. and bring y'all people or whatever, yeah. ask me questions, I'm certainly open to that. Right? So, but our plan is to have a much bigger presence in the community as as time goes on so most definitely but people should know that anyway my track record <laughs> i do a lot in a community especially yeah. for young people yeah. through my organization both of my organizations mm -hmm. my bu where we mentor young people through leadership my yes ma'am pageant for um Girls of color, all shades of brown, right? I mentor them through the sport of pageantry, which is all based off leadership, finding your voice, mm -hmm. being able to speak in public and, and advocate for the things that you want. Amplify yes, the voice of yeah. the youth. That's what I do. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma um, so I saw that, uh, I mean, I know that, of course, like we said, it was on... Um, it was on your city at large, uh, on large page. Mm -hmm. But of course, I'm I'm hoping and I'm, I'm assuming that this is also one of your priorities. Maybe not the top, but one yeah, of, everything won't yeah, change. But, on but but um, eco economic development opportunities. Um, when it comes to District Four, will you accept any like, um, would you accept any any offers for District Four that will have like interest in it, like any interest, like any false interest that like wouldn't help us really, like. I, I would say, like, I would, Why would hard I for me to give an example. Boss, well, I mean, you don't, you don't know. I'm, I'm going to be very honest. There are people that don't know what they get into until they get into it, and then things change. So you, you never know. Like, I mean, there, there's Those very good examples. People and I, don't I, take the time to do their due diligence. That, that is correct. That is correct. That, that is true. But there's also people that, that just go in there. You know, just, I got you. Just, just because it sounds good, yeah, right? Go in there. No, I, so. I, I'm a person of, of of clarity. Like I have to be informed. Like I'm not gonna allow anybody to pressure me into something mm -hmm. or doing something. Like if I don't feel that it's right, or nor 
is this good for community? Like you have Definitely. to break it down to me. How does this benefit yeah. community? Like I'm not just gonna if 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 the question I'm trying to understand if the question is if if you all are asking me if I'm just gonna jump on a bandwagon of yeah no any developer like if good, any developer that comes here like are you just gonna jump no, on the bandwagon? No, I'm not about to play with these okay. developers. Okay, be just, because, I just know Colorado Springs is a very influential town on like growing and expanding, and I know the tr southeast and going more east you can expand more, which is right. somewhat of us, and I just want to make. Sure but we need to understand that economic, economic development is good for communities because it, it, it provides opportunities. But like I said, we can make it make sense for us. Mm -hmm. If you're coming in here to develop, mm -hmm. this is how we want you to develop, right? What does it look like for us as community? So the answer to your question, no, I'm not just going to jump on a developer bandwagon and be like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do this. Well, I just, I just know, and I, 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 I hate it if it came out wrong. I hate to ask, but that's just like some people like tendencies, like, you know, people sometimes also do like to just say what people like to hear as well right you know what i mean i'm not so, sugarcoating anything so, yeah, exactly so that's, <laughs> that's, that's so. what i'm just making sure also we saw in your um city large as well i know i keep going back I no you can't because everything it was just won't on change there. yeah it's just you. on there so um we saw that you were looking at um we we actually had a very great conversation on this charles brought it up um it was a develop uh private uh uh so it was for it was, the transportation it was the yeah, private uh, transportation to develop, develop with private contractors and public transportation. So I was kind of curious of how, how that would work. Because I know we have a lot of private contractors with like Lyft and Uber and things like that outside of city funded uh, things. So how would how would that develop here in the southeast side of the community, you know, with funding with private? Uh, or trying to at least. So y'all asking how it would make sense with the public and private? Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind like, of like how, how would how would it yeah, how, how would it come together? together so, so so here's the thing: the focus isn't even on the private. Mm -hmm. It's it's really not. So okay. um, that could be misworded because I heard yeah, yeah, what y'all yeah. was saying. It was like yeah. how the heck she gonna make this make sense and it's private and yeah, you know. Yeah. What were you so saying? I so I, I I get it right. <laughs> but for me, I will say what's important is for people in our community to get to point A and point B mm -hmm. and to get to these jobs. We need to make sure that transit is available to us, right? Like we need, um, if we need to add more routes, then let's do it. Let's add more routes. Y'all know Amazon can already come out there. No. Yeah. That's providing <laughs> thousands of jobs. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So we need to make sure that there's a bus line, which it will be going out to Amazon so before anybody jumps on that and say I did this, no, no, that was going to happen anyway because Amazon is coming and that's something that's necessary. But whenever there's a need in my community, whether it's transit, affordable housing, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. best believe that I'm that voice that's going to get in here and have the voice at the table. I'm not going to just have a seat, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a voice, but I'm going to make sure I have the voice of community and not Regina. And that's a collaborative voice because we really do yeah. need to work together. All nine of us have to work together Definitely. to make this city turn and, and thrive so yeah, this takes all of us and would you would you uh allocate also with transit uh longer times like if for a bus to be out you know because i think the cut around what, like nine yeah. i know there's some people that like work or past 10, like, 10 like or midnight like, hours 10 late 11, shifts yeah. from for like I would walmart definitely and push like for that. that what's gonna happen in the blizzard they gotta walk home <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah, i would definitely, definitely push for that like if it needs to be passed in it needs to be passed in make it make sense for these people like mm. find that money yeah. matter of fact let me help you find 
find that money within the budget mm-hmm. so that these people can have adequate transportation, which is public transit mm-hmm. for a lot of people, you know? Yeah, no, that's definitely. most definitely true. Uh, one, of our, one of the last questions I have for you is uh, for, for your candidates in District 4, people that don't know much about you but that are learning about you and learning more about what's, what you're representing for our community, what would you tell them that are learning more that, that you want them to get out and learn more about you and just know what you're here for? You know? That's supporting me. Is truly supporting you, and I and I can't even make this up. Like like I'm so passionate about the changes that I want to see. Um, I have empathy for my community. Like I can relate on so many different levels. And number one, I listen to my constituents, not listen to immediately respond, yeah. but listen process come back then and say this is what i came up with is this is what you all would like to see right so now i can go back to the table so i'm going to make sure i'm equipped with what community wants and needs before i'm at the table interjecting because then that's when it comes into a confrontational setting when it don't even need to be that way it's all about how you shape your message and how you deliver your message again i'm not a push pushover i'll mm-hmm. give pushback matter of fact i told sean and them i'll shove back yeah. when i need to so i'm not just a little quiet timid yeah, yeah, yeah. but actually listening to the voices of my constituents Definitely. because wholeheartedly supporting me is supporting you so and, I'm uh, for you, for <laughs> us, right? Yeah, and, uh, and one one other thing, uh, Mayor Southers, I know he's he's kind of a, he's more, I know we all don't really like to put out the political stances there, but he's more of a, on the Republican side, more structural of law and order, you know, and I know he's kind of heavy-hearted on, you know, it's, it's kind of my way or no way, you know, and yeah. with being inside the council, you know, you guys have a voice of letting him know, like, hey, this is how our city feels, this is how our, uh, this is how our district feels. Would, would you say that you wouldn't step down from what you believe is right, you know, even though even though he says Virginia, this isn't this truly as the mayor, this is I don't think this is right, but as you know, as a councilwoman, I think this is what's definitely going to benefit our community. This is going to push us to be greater. So would you fight that battle? Even I though you know, have always, always been a woman of my word, and, right. and I stay true to my truths and my values. So nothing him or anyone can say or do to influence me otherwise if i know this is not a good thing and this is not right and this is what community doesn't want mm-hmm. then i can't go with you on yeah. it. like we yeah. need to figure out come on back to the table mm-hmm. we need to reconvene and figure out how yeah. we can make this make sense for everybody especially my district most definitely right? if um if you're elected um how are you going to ensure that the the youth the youth is still in um involved and still allowed to have a seat at the table when it comes to district four and also the city of Colorado Springs so I'm going to be in, in intentional on bringing y'all to the table with me and, and making sure that I'm meeting with you all on a, on a, on a regular basis mm-hmm. just to see what's happening what's not happening What's the plan? How can we bring this together so that I can articulate the message properly at the table? Because I can advocate for y'all all day. I promise y'all hands down when I see I got y'all, I got y'all. But do I really have what y'all really, really, really want me to say, right? And how can I do that? That's continue to engage with you mm-hmm. all to see what you're thinking and what you want and what you need. And then Correct. that's what I can take to the table. Most so definitely. being more intentional, you know, continue to mobilize our young people and keeping y'all involved. Yes, ma'am. Right? That's, you that's know, you know, let me tell you something about young people. Like, I am so proud of y'all because y'all just rose 
up yeah. for real when all that happened. I was like, what? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I was in the background praying for y'all. So we covered him, right? Yeah. But, but like, y'all have to do that consistently, yeah. not when something happens. Yeah. For me, too. Yeah, we no, we need definitely. to be more consistent, especially in our district. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I just had a few, a uh, few more questions. Um, uh, just uh, surrounding District 4 and everything. I mean, I know a lot of people don't know you. Like, I mean, I know Charles kind of asked you to ask more, but more of like of you answering towards your opponent, I guess you could say. What what I know a lot of people have had Regina here for four years now for the first term, for her first term, of course. You mean seen, Yolanda. Yolanda, I'm sorry. All these candidates, man, it's, it's hard for me to remember names sometimes. I was having a hard time with Herman's too. He's like, you said my last name right. I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to get your name right. But, um, Regina but, English, but, but yes, atmosphere. But uh, Ms. Uh, Yolanda your opponent and she's been in here for us for a year already and for um and four we've for four years and we've uh, seen her in her first term and everything what for people that don't know you or might not know of you or might have heard stuff of you what would what, what would you like to say for them like compared to Yolanda what what makes you what makes you applicable better than her even though she's she's had the experience of knowing her constituents for four years so, so just to speak to that, um, what we're finding in door knocking, a lot of people don't know her, right? And, and they haven't heard of her. Um, so for me, I'm going to be more intentional on engaging. I mean, truly engaging into community so that people can know me. And what I really do want people to know the difference for me is I'm not only a consistent, strong voice, but I'm a courageous voice. But most of all, I'm a collaborative voice because that's the voice you need, whether it's a console, whether it's a board, that's the type of voice you need, a collaborative voice, a consistent voice. Like, District 4 can't afford any inconsistencies. It's, 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 it's not an option for me to be inconsistent when my community calls on me. And these are some of the things we've been seeing in the last four years, right? Mm -hmm. Just like I said in the beginning, we shouldn't have the same struggles. We shouldn't have the same complaints. I'm not saying that the momentum isn't here. Yes, it's here. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to continue and keep that momentum going from a more inclusive standpoint, right? With making sure that I'm transparent, mm -hmm. I'm listening to the voice of my constituents. And like I said, when I go to the table, I'm going with a strong, courageous, consistent, collaborative voice. Did you get that, Charles? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma <laughs> I want to make sure you got it because I don't want no more things yeah. misconstrued. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I know. Yes, um, I know. It's, I know. Um, yeah, uh, for the youth, school is a very big, uh, important thing, especially mm -hmm. to um people of district four i know we just recently graduated it's a hard time we graduated at the age of 19 so definitely not on track and not on time which is definitely a a problem not just in district 11 but in district two as well the, the surrounding districts and but what, what can you bring from also being the the vice um i believe is it vice, vice president. president of the district two what can you what from that experience in working with children and, and the and um the schools what can you bring to the city and for district four like knowing that district two and district 11 are in there what can you do to work with both of them and district 11 being the longest longest oldest district in colorado springs absolutely and i'm telling you what i, I cannot stress this enough it's going to happen through cre creating 
equity through policy. It, that that's just it's it's just the major piece of it. Mm-hmm. And, and an example um I can give to you since I've been a part of the HSD two board um. We have some forward momentum. Some people may not see it that way. But the thing is, I don't allow people to put the weight of the city or the weight of the school district on my shoulders. Because once you get in, then you really have to do the work. You really have to do the research. And you really have a much clearer understanding of what's really going on, right? Because mm-hmm. I was that parent like, ah, I'm not going to these board meetings. They yeah. don't care. They're not going to listen. <laughs> but now that I'm in there... And I know, I'm like, okay, they're going to be mad at us, y'all. But we need to process this information that we have, this data, and we need to make it make sense. There have been some major decisions we've had to make because of community, and we did that as this board. So me just bringing that skill set, being able to make a strong, solid decision under pressure, that's a good skill set that I have. And, and and I won't even show that I'm under pressure. I'm just navigating through that process, right? Um, people feel like our district is being left behind. However, I believe that city and, 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 and district should have a relationship, yeah, of course. right? Definitely. City should be able to pr- help provide opportunities like uh, vocational opportunities, like alternative education for maybe if school may not be for you yeah. or, or the next young person and where does the CD come in how can we make this relationship work together to make it make sense for all students right Mm -hmm. so there's some numbers floating around here they're not good numbers but guess what I'm not responsible for data but I am responsible for making sure there's equity and policy so that my babies don't get left behind especially the black and brown ones right Um, also with that I know that um we had recently, um, for most of you that don't know, the um, Mitchell High School, which is a D11 high school, um, just currently recently fired all of their staff and is having them reapply again. Um, there are also kids in District 4 in your area that also live in there. Is that their, that is their homeschool due to District 11? Or um, I know sometimes I, I've, did, I've heard, and also we've seen Carmel, for example, for middle school, like of terms, um, closed down as well and rebuilt for better lack of purposes because of their education wasn't on on point or wasn't meeting the quota, I guess, towards the state of Department of Education. So w- would you fight to allow those teachers to have their jobs back, knowing that you have kids that need to go to school right away and their teachers are possibly being fired? And and they also have great relationships with these teachers. These teachers are also looking for jobs. These teachers might happen to live in your district, knowing that their their jobs are possibly gone. That 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 was a that that was a major blow, and an unprecedented call. Like I never seen anything like that. I I, I know that there are issues, um, but. I would step back and say, did we do everything within our power to set those teachers up for success so that they could ensure that our young people are getting a successful, adequate education? Like, what does that look like? Like, and that's how we are as a board. Did we do everything to set our superintendent up for success so that she in turn can set her staff up? for success and if we didn't then shame on us that's on us Mm. and then to just make a call be like okay y'all done y'all gonna have to reapply and you know what i don't care if y'all eat and you know the students gonna have to suffer like like that's not cool like 
I know there's a lot going on in District 11, but I just believe there could have and should have been a different approach for our students, right? Because who suffers in that? Our students. Mm-hmm. Some teachers now may be engaged, some may not, because now their their job is in limbo. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to give you all the energy that mm-hmm. I used to give you because yeah, now I don't know if I'm going to have my job. Most so definitely. I think that that whole process could have been played out in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could have been looked at more in depth to come up with a plan that was going to work for students and staff as a whole. So I, I'm just grateful and thankful that our district isn't going through any of that. But don't get me wrong. Is our district perfect? Absolutely not. Do we have a lot of work to do? Absolutely. But we're making sure we have those key pieces like bringing diversity and inclusion and equity training into mm-hmm. our building for everybody, mm-hmm. not just one little group of people. Yeah. I mean, for everybody. So it's just steps you take to That's set different. those who work for you up That's for right. success. Totally. I want to talk about one thing. No, you're good. Go ahead. Because I don't don't know if y'all know this or not, right? This is is how in tune I am. And when I spoke about you can have a seat at the table, but not have a voice at the table. So we have almost 80,000 residents, right, Mm -hmm. within District 4. Mm -hmm. It's probably about 28,000 and something registered to vote. I saw that. Out of those almost 80,000 people, right? And this last... Um, local election. Mm. You know how many of us voted in District 4? I believe it said 37,000 or something like that. 1,933 people. people. 1,933 people voted in our last local election. So you hear that young people sad. Hey, so, hey I spoke look, about that this summer. Local elections matter. In the seat <laughs> or not in the seat. Yeah. That's one thing I'm definitely going to change. Correct. Like what is happening? How are they going to take District 4 serious if we're not even showing up to mm-hmm. vote? You know what I'm saying? They're like, ah, District 4 don't care because they won't even show up for their people and rally around their people and vote. Definitely- fix it. 1,933. That's something we all need to fix. Yep. Your local level election is one of the most important election. The national, yeah, of course, it's important, but can you pick up the phone and call the president and say, yo, um, let me holler at you real quick, right? No. You can call no. Regina yeah. English and say, hey, Regina, you trip it or, you know, blah, I mean, blah, or at least blah. you could hope so. There are some council members that I've called and you can't reach their phone at all, so. Right, that's okay, but I'm saying, though. like, so for that local level, like, like mm. you, you can get to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. So, so why would you not show up or why would you not have a voice in electing those people that's really going to advocate for you. That's sad to me. 1,933? Like, we need to fix that problem first. We can have all the plans in the world. Mm -hmm. But if we're not showing up and we want the other districts to collaborate and take us serious, then we need to be more serious about showing up and getting people registered to vote in our district. And that goes for council and community as well. You know, we can't can't be so separated because we've seen that during this uh, this. This summer's protest, you know, trying to get these accountability laws passed with the community, and you know, there's butting heads, even getting with mm-hmm. council members physically, oh, intent, you know, and <laughs> people weren't, you know, setting this, the story straight. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I was telling people this summer, you know, local elections matter a lot to us, you know, because because we're not we're not the ones seeing Washington D.C. every day. We yeah, we yeah. have to worry about Colorado Springs at the end of the day yeah, right. when it comes down to because we because we have killings here on backyard. Everything that they see online and on TV happens here. 
The same thing yeah. happens to you. Not, literally. Not <laughs> literally. The same, <laughs> the same thing. The same, the same thing happens here, you know. And I think that, you know, it's going to it's gonna take all of us, you know. That's, and that's why I was pushing. I don't know if a lot of people seen uh, down in the Pioneer Museum, but they have a record recording of us for pushing for equality, you know, for mm -hmm. that we have to find the change in ourselves to be that, you know. it's not It can't just be one person, you know, saying, hey, do it. It, it takes ourselves as well. Absolutely. Not just one person, you know, and. With we this, with this local part. election, we have to be smart and we have to organize with the stuff yep. that's going on. You know what I mean? So just be prepared for whatever happens during these times. You know, just vote on for what you think, for what you know is going to better our city, for what you want to see in better change, you know, because during the summer, we definitely showed that we definitely have a lot of unity coming together. Absolutely. You know, bringing showed people. Showed up in numbers. Yeah, definitely. It definitely showed up regardless of race, religion. You know, we all just came together because we want to see equal opportunity for everyone to succeed regardless yeah. of. Who they Most are, definitely. you know. And the only way yeah. we're really going to see that is through the vote. Yeah. Through the vote, vote we voting. have to show up so we you can know, get that in even, policy. Even if we don't, even if we don't like to hear about it, we have to educate ourselves regardless Absolutely. one way or another, you know. Because a lot of people talk about, like you said earlier, we don't want to go to school to learn about it or don't want to go to trade, you know what I'm saying? Like there's other apps and things that we can reach out to that can teach us, you know what I mean? So just study what you can like it's in the, it doesn't have to be college level politics you know what i mean yeah, they have you can, I didn't you can learn it on uh how, how to do on google literally it'll give you three steps yeah. and literally you that. and save you a couple dollars yeah, yeah. No, you know because no. college is expensive but yeah. I, I do support college go yeah. get your education <laughs> education is key that's education the best way i would tell everybody so, um, i told my brother this last night if you guys don't have already not used it use uh go on youtube and search up crash course crash they have course, a whole bunch of things just on a whole bunch of things that's where learned all my politics for all you guys that think I sound smart. I just see, am informed. So, yeah, see, you, 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 <laughs> just you informed. So make yourself. sure you self-educate. I mean, a lot of people love to say that education is important, but self-education is also important to yourself as well. So then you're not just, you're not also just thinking for, you're thinking for yourself. That's also the lot of problems that come with local politics. A lot of people, even people that run, don't like to think of themselves they think of the the bigger picture which is which is a good thing but sometimes they get lost in the bigger picture by grant money and and gracious offers and, and deals not not me y'all not, not, not on my watch i promise you i i am not that one because here's the thing guess what all money isn't good money that's true that's true and that's i say that to people all the time i'm gonna have me some clean hands right so that when i lay down at the end of the day i'm good yeah. Most, definitely, most definitely you know and just you know everyone that's listening you know, just stay aware of the local elections and what's happening in your city you know we get distracted by everything else that's going on but like i said it's happening right here in our own city you know we got to be the ones that want to be the change that want to make history you know and we're already in that we're already in that step in that direction we are we just have to keep pushing you know Forward what I mean? thinking. And so just keep doing what we're doing you know finding more avenues and coming together and building you know, because I think this year is definitely a lot about, you know, self-awareness and just partnership and being together, you know. Uh, last year, I think it taught a lot of us, of you know, like where, where, what our story truly is and where we all come from. Now it's, you know, putting those stories together and making something out of it. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. We talked so. about that yesterday <laughs> in a, on a meeting I was on about writing your own story and how our story matters and, and mm. changing the narrative that has been basically written for District 4. You know what I'm saying? We don't just want handouts over here. We're, we're, we're not poor definitely and not. pitiful. Yeah. Like, like yeah, we're, we're, it's sure. some major people in District 4. I'm one of them. And here y'all are. You, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, so just us writing our own story, changing those narratives. So I plan to change the narrative for uh, District 4 at the seat. <laughs> in the seat with the voice. Collaborative <laughs> leadership. Well, before we go, would you like to just point out your three main, your main, three main things that you're working on when you get in there that you will 
prioritize. It's the first, I guess, like people always like to compare the first hundred days, I guess. <laughs> First hundred you have to get to the national level. What do you do your first hundred, hundred, hundred days? Um, at least, at so, least month, I should say, I guess. Right. Well, well, so, so, so clearly, every issue is my issue. Everything that happens in the city, I'm going to have to deal with it. Every vote that I place will um, impact the city as a whole, not just my district. Um, however, I'm very passionate about affordable housing. I, I, I truly am. That's one of the things I'm going to continue to push because there is a lack, and I'm going to make sure that um, I'm bridging a gap where there's lack, like I say. Um, so that's really going to be one of my th- my main things. And and just the uh, small businesses and just empowering our community and, and all these vacancies over here in District 4, I, I'm going to be intentional on empowering our community so that we can empower others and want people will want to come to us and say, hey, let's go see what Southeast has going on. How did they get there and what are the steps that they they took? So just just building, working with different organizations and groups to really get the true change. So affordable housing, um, transit, transit is important. But like I said, that ball is rolling with the transit, with the people in the city that's responsible for doing those things like they hear us just making sure that voice is even more amplified, right? Um, I already said homelessness, but affordable housing will take care of homelessness. There's a lot going on with homelessness, and, and, and there are some good things going on, and there's not some good things going on. But just working with those people to make sure the ball doesn't get dropped. It's just important for me because it's not for me to come in and reinvent the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's being able to work well with those people who are doing the work now and bringing that voice of community. So did y'all get three or did y'all get like four or five? I got got two, but I mean, I I, I could, I could bring it into three with, with some notes. I think, I think it was like bullet point or like a a title. I followed everything. everything. I got everything. Okay, let me ask y'all something. What, what is one thing that y'all would want to see right now? Right now? Right now. Because <laughs> right y'all now? be having a lot to say. You what do. y'all want to see right now right out now. of your city council member, whoever it may be, what is one thing y'all want to see like right now, hands down? You got three minutes. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm for real, for real. You got three minutes. I mean, honestly, education is a big thing for me. I would definitely want to get our youth and kids back into school, you know, getting the education and kind of being more open with our education. Cause I know we've seen D49, they had a controversy with the art teacher of Black Lives Matter, you know, and just teaching the evolution of history and what's happening, which I agree that we should teach every history, you know what I mean? Implemented and curriculum. Even the the evolvation of history, you know, it's happening every day, so why, why not teach it? You know what I mean? Like, we see it every day with our own eyes. Why not keep it going, you know, letting the truth be heard? So that's not a city thing. <laughs> and y'all know the decisions yeah, yeah. that really come from education is on the state level, right? The, the, yeah, the, the state board of education. Yeah, we can only do so much here. However, just to speak to that, teaching every culture, um, we're now um, working on some things to implement our history and the indigenous people and different the cultures that are left behind. Mm-hmm. We're implementing that into curriculum, but you didn't answer my question. 
I'll answer because we only got two minutes and we're only, we're like, we literally only got two, but um, I would say for one thing that I would love to see is someone that's not afraid to stand up to the to, I, I always like to use this word the establishment, know, the, the, establishment. The, the, the establishment or the powers that may be no matter whether that's oh, okay, controversial we're going that route I was, I was saying I was, yeah that's I was, what I'm like, 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 like you didn't answer my question no matter whether that's controversial towards towards our district or towards the city as a whole and just to be more transparent and to also mm-hmm. know that and to be very like not just transparent with like the things that they're doing and saying towards us but the things that they're accepting and the things that they're they're not accepting like what like what what are like if you were to get a donation from someone like what where was that money coming from like even though it was from their business what is the, what does their business do you know what i mean like how right. how good how in good standing is it with the city and how in good standing is it with the district four community i got a couple dollars right now in my <laughs> campaign account okay and when i ran for the at-large seat i ran on a couple dollars and still got almost yeah. twenty thousand dollars i mean twenty thousand votes so i'm not just taking money yeah. just to see what i can get out of it yeah. and and not know it could be dark money that's right. you, never know. Know. you never know yeah. that's right that's okay right. that's, that's my right. third what that's you want right. that's my third that's right. All right. to, wrap, to wrap it up real quick no literally 30 seconds uh well, kind of, I don't know, just, just resembles of a leader that's, like, you know, that says transparent, that's there for the community, that's actually mm-hmm. action driven, that, you know, we're not always going to win every fight, but we're going to, but we're going to be there right. and hold people accountable. That's why I want to see out of council man or woman, you know, just being there to be hold each other accountable and just go along with these ideas, you know, cause you never know where that could take us. You know we're going to have so. more wins and losses on my watch. Yeah. No, that's, Hands that's, down. That's well, we appreciate you for coming with us, Thank Regina, for and spending me. the Thank time you. with we us. It's almost been an hour. And we appreciate you guys all that listen and are willing to listen to us every single day. And we appreciate it.